Hello, Dad. Okay, I'm going to read Ember's End today. Chapter 8. It's called The Prince's Sword. Oh, I guess I should do some review. Okay. Not very good at doing review. But, it's just an overview. Okay. So, in the last chapter... Pickett, Emma, Cole, Joe, and Helmer are flying to the Terrorland camp to speak with Prince Kylan. And the fainting founder fainted. And. Yeah. Okay. I'll read you the last. I'll read you the last like, page. Okay. Uh, there's no really good place to start reading. Emma kept her feet as she landed, and Pickett swept up in an easy flip to land smoothly beside her. Shuffler the show off. She said as he limped up, detaching the back rod, unbinding the two parts, and folding the glider into his pack. I'm just taking care of my leg, he protested, helping Emma with her glider pack. She rolled her eyes. It's possible not flipping before landing might be easier on your injured knee, but what do I know of such things? I'll consult with my doctor, he said, turning to wince as Homer landed, stumbled, then rose again in a corkscrew hop that turned him over as he crashed to the ground. Emma and Pickett exchanged a concerned look. At least he's tough, Emma said. Joe and Cole, excuse me, I don't know if you could have, I don't know if you heard that, but excuse me. Emma and Pickett exchanged a concerned look. At least he's tough, Emma said. Joel, Joe and Cole, Cole hurried to help Helmer up as he stood unsteadily, arms out wide as if he expected the earth to heave suddenly and knock him off his feet. They secured their packs, Cole helping Helmer as the old buck stood still, shaking his head. Let's go, Emma said when she was certain he was all right. We have to hurry. Just then, a band of tall rabbits emerged from the cover of nearby trees, their black armor dotted with silver stars. Who goes there? Friends, Emma said. Friends? A large brown book asked, stepping to the front of the band and holding high a torch so that the light fell on Emma and Pickett's faces. This looks like Pickett Longtreader, the murderer of King Bleston. And what now? It's the Red Witch Usurper herself. He stepped back a moment, fear in his eyes. Then, glancing left and right, he stepped forward again. No wonder you fell out of the sky, like birds of prey. So the legends are all true, I see. Tamith Seer will be pleased to see you both. Pleased to kill them both, a white buck said bitterly, drawing a sword. And I'll be pleased to see that. Okay, chapter eight's called The Prince's Sword. The, hold on. My microphone came undone. Ack. Clip is hard.
Okay. Chapter 8 is called The Prince's, the Prince's Sword. The Terralian soldiers stood back, eyeing Emma nervously. The brown leader sent a messenger running back to the main camp. Then he stepped closer. You will come with us. We need to speak to Prince Kylan, Emma said. The prince is unwell, the white buck said, eyes cold. But we are let well, led well enough by... T I got a burp. But it's stuck in my throat. Okay, so, just in case you're confused, because at first I was. This white buck is not Tamasir. He's a different guy. He's not Tamasir, in case you were confused. The prince is unwell, the white buck said, eyes cold. But we are led well enough by Tamasir and King Leston's second son. Where is Captain Volm? Helmer asked, his voice even. You pretend not to know? The leader snapped back. An assassin from the wed Red Witch killed Honorable Volm in his sleep. He was a valiant captain. This was the last offense. As the seer said, war is the only answer to such villainy. Pick a thought of Winslow, of how Emma had pardoned him and many more in first warn. She was merciful and just. She had been called these vile names. That she was being called these vile names and being accused of assassinating a Terralane a officer was enraging. But he tried to stay calm. These soldiers needed no provocation. Volm was a good officer, Helmer said. I would like to meet his murderer and have words with him again. So you know the murderer? The white buck cried, spitting. You admit it! I have met him, Helmer said, lip curled in a snarl. Now, But now we must speak with Kylan. We'll discuss these things with him. We don't. We didn't fly here to argue with you, Lily White. The leader frowned, then motioned with his head for them to move north. To move north. I lost my place. The way the messenger had gone. The white buck stared up at the leader through... The white buck stared up at the leader through eyes thin to slits, then moved alongside... The company, flanking Emma's close-packed companions. They walked on, Pickett sticking close to Emma. You didn't say anything, he said softly. They called me a witch! I couldn't think of anything to say that wouldn't get us killed, she answered. There wasn't much to choose from, he agreed. This is a tight row to plow. The Terralane captain walked just beside Hep. Helmer, his sword out and his face agitated. The white buck seemed eager for trouble to break out, and his eyes then, and he eyed them angrily while fidgeting with his sword. The rest of their band seemed uneasy and angry at once. Their faces blurred to black at the edge of the torchlight. Pickett couldn't tell how many there were. The nervous leader stepped into the shadows, then emerged a few moments later, flanked by four massive bucks. They patrolled both sides of Emma and Pickett. Pickett heard a burst of laughter and looked back to see Joel and Cole smi Joe and Cole smiling. He stared at them, disbelieving, while Joe stepped forward to walk beside Pickett. 
It's a long story, Joe whispered in response to Pickett's questioning look. I can't wait to hear it, Pickett replied, if we live through this very serious and dangerous situation. Joe nodded, then turned to the truly hulking buck a few feet away, a gray rabbit with a white ring around one eye. Joe looked back and winked at Pickett, then turned back to the huge buck. To Pickett's surprise, Joe started singing softly. Come, you fine does, and look upon me. I'm as big as a mountain, but dumb as a tree. I dance like a madman, I'm just about to sneeze. So come, ye fine does, and look upon me. Pickett grabbed at Joe's arm as the gray buck's eyes grew wide with surprise. Tunk, what's happening? The leader snapped. The gray buck, obviously Tunk, looked around at his commander, then back over at Joe with alarm. Captain Granger, they spied on me! Spied on you? Captain Grangler asked. How am I supposed to believe that? What were you doing that needed spying on? Joe smirked. He was eating one of our soldiers. I was... Uh, Tunk began. Um, I was... Joe just smiled, bobbing a bit to the tune he was humming. Just guard them, you big brain... You big great... You great brainless heap! Captain Grangler hissed. Tunk saluted him, walked on with an occasional sideways... An occasional sideways glance at Joe, always puzzled. Joe edged over to Tunk, who, nervous, who nervously gripped his spear. The, dance, the dancing was amazing, Tunky old fella. I hope you make it home for the festival, especially if that means you won't be killing me and my friends. Tunk's mouth fell open and his eyes grew wide. Pickett frowned, then looked over at Emma. She shook her head. After passing several more fires in a long clearing, flanked by woods, then they finally approached the main camp and, and the huge central fire. The camp was vast, spreading far and wide, containing an enormous army capable of the unimaginable. But no, Pickett could imagine it. He could see a great sea of soldiers crashing on first one, spreading devastation and death until both sides were finally weakened to feeble scraps of their former strength. Easy pickings for the lords of prey, certain victory for Morbin, and an end to their hope for mending. The messenger who had, oops. The messenger who had been sent ahead came back now and spoke to the leader, Captain Grangler. The seer is at his rights. His rights. Ritz. Hold on. I'm going to look that up. Uh, no. I think it's Ritz. But I don't know. R-I-T-E-S. I'm going to do it with the voice thing. Okay, sorry, Dad. Um... I don't know why it stopped. It stopped at a pretty interesting point. Okay. Uh, let me find the place where it left off. Okay.
The messenger had been sent ahead. Oh, I figured out what Ritz means. Ritz. Ritz. It means like a ritual or a ceremony. Okay. The messenger who had been sent ahead came back now and spoke to the leader, Captain Grangler. The seer is at his ritz, the messenger said. He will be called when he emerges. Send for the prince, Grangler said. Granger said. The messenger nodded and, after a wary glance at Emma, ran off again. By now a crowd of soldiers who had gathered, black armored and glowing, glowering, picket-eyed them with Picket eyed them warily from the central fire. Some carried torches, and all were angry and armed. Their gl they glazed, they gazed in braxent hatred at him, but only glanced at Emma and looked quickly away again. Fear, anger, a brooding unrest. They were silent. All were silent, and this was far more unsettling than noise. Pickett could almost wish for insults to fly at him. It would seem better than this quiet, a silence ripe with hate. Make way for the prince, came a call from the darkness beyond the edge of the firelight. A gathered sol the gathered soldiers parted and made a lane, those in front bowing on one knee as a hurried form in the distance approached. I hope it's Kylan, Pickett whispered, squinting into the dark. As the form drew nearer, Pickett frowned. It was a shorter, stockier buck. As his face became visible, Pickett saw a likeness to Kyle. But where Kyle's, but where, but where Kyle's face was pleasant and his demeanor winsome, this buck's features were hard set and only thinly veiled of boiling fur. I think that's a typo. Maybe. I don't understand that. I think it's supposed to be an only thinly veiled by a boiling fur, but I don't know if you can just say thinly veiled of boiling fur. I don't know. I'll keep reading though. This was Kyle's brother, Nalen, blessed in second son. Pickett instinctively swept stepped away from Emma, even as the others stepped closer to her, so that so that he was distant from the others of his company. He acted on instinct, but it seemed that the approaching buck had anger aimed at him, and he didn't want it spilling on Emma. Picket Kingslayer! Nayland shouted as he reached the edge of the encircling soldiers and came into full view. You will pay for the betrayal and murder of my father! He was strong, well-built, and ably armored. He ripped free his blade and Bursting forward with surprising speed, rushed at Pickett. No! Emma cried. Emma cried, trying to step towards Pickett, but Joe and Cole held her back. The angry prince reached Pickett quickly, feigning right before bringing his blade around to strike at Pickett's left knee. Pickett blocked the stroke and leapt from his good leg, kicking up to meet the rest of his attacker. His kick knocked the sword free of Nayland's hand and Pickett, as Pickett swept back around to drive a darting kick into his middle. Nayland stumbled, tripped, and spilled onto his back. 
The crowd gasped as Pickett caught his attacker's sword out of the air and loomed over the splaying the splayed form, bringing both sword points, bringing both sword points to the prince's neck. As with many of the moments in fight or battle he had experienced, these seconds, though so few, seemed to stretch past the ordinary limits of time. Pickett felt as though he, he was master of the moment, and, and though he had only an instant to act, he took the measure of the encounter and knew what he must do. Pickett drew back the prince's sword as though he would strike. The gathered bucks shouted, and the prince recoiled. But Pickett glanced at the sword, then drove its point into the ground. He took Nalan by the hand and dragged him to his feet. Then Pickett knelt, offering his own sword, handle first, to the stunned buck. The puzzled prince took Pickett's sword but seemed uncertain what to do with it. I have done I have not done the things of which I am accused, Pickett said with conviction, looking into Nalan's eyes with complete candor. And I also looked up what candor means. Candor means like a look of honesty or frankness. Okay, with complete candor. Nalan said nothing, only gazed wide-eyed at Pickett's face. Then a shout came from behind. Lies! Pickett twisted back to see the white rabbit who had led them to this place darting into the open circle, sword poised to strike Pickett's back. Before Pickett could react, Helmer, having anticipated just this, quickly crossed the distance and shot out an arm to meet the attacker's neck. The white buck, stunned by this intervention, was flipped back by the blow and landed crashing on the ground, opening, opening his eyes to see Helmer's blade at his neck. The crowd pressed in, anger and confusion swelling. Joe and Cole, Joe, Cole and Joe flanked Emma, eyes alert. Then an ancient, shrill voice screamed out, KILL THEM! Okay. Sorry if I went a tiny bit fast there. But, okay, Mom said I have to be done. Chapter 9 is called The End in Sight. I think. Hold on, I just passed it. Yes, chapter 9 is called The End in Sight. And it's time for bed. Okay, love you, Dad.